0: Take it oh, Marley, God. When you're ready, yeah, man. And hey guys, welcome back. You got myself, Molly Grubby. You got Thomas Freeman and Andy from All Ox- All Access Off Road.
1: On that note, Molly, I'm just gonna slap record in there straight away, <laughs> just in case we get some gold
2: All right. moments. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, but that, Where 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 did I get to before you lost me? Uh, um, we're doing he ju- like he just pulled rolling. up. Yep. So just 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 started full driving for the day. He gets on the radio five ten minutes into it. Uh, everyone's got to stop his cars overheating um, because he's he's driving two wheel drive. Like right? he, he wanted to rip it up, get sideways, drift up the tracks, all that sort of shit. And it just you know it, it's pointless. There's there's plenty of action further on where you're going to be stuck and you're going to put your skills to the test. From the get-go, you're, you know, on the limitar, revving the shit out of your car, tearing up the tracks, destroying your rear tyres. It's just, to me, like, I don't know, I must be getting old, man, because, to me, it's just fucking pointless. Um just I stupid. love
0: and, no need for
2: it. I love a good challenge, man. Um, you know, we might be stuck on rocks, and I'll I'll hold it on. I'll smoke the tyres on rocks, that sort of stuff. But, yeah, Dowie's in a gravel car park and ripping up. Footy ovals is just really starting to get on my nerves at the moment, mate. Just doesn't do it for me. No. No, Just silly pea-plated. It ruins it for the rest of us. And now, if you drive a a Nissan Patrol, you are straight up, you're labelled a hoon, a, you know, tearing up the bush, that sort of shit. So, um, I've actually, I'm, I'm slowly getting rid of all my patrols. And I'm, I'm building the Prado up to to become the patrol leader, mate. Damn right.
0: Absolutely.
2: Just get a patrol chassis and everything and then just put the Prado on top. I have thought about that. have yep, just did a Prado body right, straight on top of the patrol chassis. That sorts out right the to weak play. Toyota run that's for sure.
1: Living in luxury too, as well too, because uh, Prado yeah. interiors are comfy as, it's aren't comfy, they, Andy? Yeah.
2: It's, it's much like the chair that I got down on here. Brilliant. Ah, good. right. So yeah, that's yeah, that's that's, nice. um, yeah, that's, that's uh, right. that's story time over. Where were we?
1: Uh Let's jump along. So we had like, a little bit more of all the gear. No idea. um did we have anything else? I think it was just the oh yeah, the uh you wanted to chat about um just a bit of on track etiquette. Uh who's got right of way and such and such.
2: Yeah, mm. This is a pretty right interesting away. debate. So, so, um I'll give you a scenario and you two boys tell me which way it's it's gonna go, right? So we're gonna both downhill to a river crossing. So we got a convoy of 10 cars coming down the hill. They've just got to the river crossing. They're actually, you know, they're parked on the track. They're out there wading the water. They're having a look, seeing how deep it is, making their mind up whether they're going to cross or not. Now, on the other side, we've got two dudes that have come, so two cars that have come down, and now they're they're in the same position. They're They're on the track, and there's only, you know, there's no room to pass. It's through the river and out the other side. Who should give right away to who? Who do you feel has will go? And, you know, it's a mutual agreement between the two groups. Yeah, right, we'll, we'll move out of your way. We'll go first or vice versa. How do you boys feel it should be played out?
1: The first factor for me, who got to the crossing
2: first? Well, That's let's always a good factor. The group of 10 were there first, but they're all out of the cars, standing down at the water. And the group of two have just rocked up and gone. Hey, oh, like, can you move your cars out of the way? We want to get through. But you know, now you've got ten cars that are all in the way. Did you say there's nowhere for them to pull up or anything, or? Not really. Not without having to back up the track a fair way, sort of thing. You know, you you can squeeze cars past each other if you try enough. But in, just in you know, general. Well, let's not take it too far. But who do? you, Because in my opinion, I'll give you my opinion. It is much easier for them two cars to find somewhere out of the way and let the ten through, than it's going to be yep. for the ten cars to find somewhere out of the way and let the two through. Whereas you'll get you'll you get, get some people that the way. Drive. yeah, you'll get some people that just drive straight through the river and be bull bar to bull bar with the first car, and start arguing going, "Can't hey, get out of our way." Even like we we want to get through here. And you go, man, like, I can't go backwards. I got a car up my ass. There's a car up his ass, a car up his ass, a car up his ass for the next fucking 10 cars up the hill. How about you boys just scooch to the side and the 10 of us will go round you? In my opinion, that is the smarter option. Uh, there's not many people that agree with my opinion. They seem to think the smaller group has right of way. I, I think it's to... the bigger group, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get into the mindset of why the smaller group is. Because they, do they think that because of the smaller group, um, they're quick and agile and they can get past easier and the bigger group is slow and cumbersome, so they get out of the way?
2: Is that, yeah, the, is that what the they're thinking? Group, the smaller group will be passed and gone well before the fourth car from the big group has even entered the water. That's that's the mentality behind it.
1: Oh, that's, yeah, my, yeah, that's, my... that's not golf etiquette. I can guarantee you that. I mean, yeah, no matter how big or small the group through.
0: is. Yeah, don't, don't let them play through.
1: through. That's it, yeah.
0: I've always <laughs> been, got, I've been told, yeah, ever since I was a kid, I always got told the bigger group always goes past because the smaller group, it's easier for them to find a spot close enough to the edge of the track that you can kind of squeeze through rather than yep. one car trying to get, or two, three cars trying to get past 10, 15 cars that have all got to try and find their own little spot in this track to try and find a pull over, rather than these two two cars pulling over. It might take an extra 10, 15 minutes, but
2: 10, 15 minutes is a lot better than spending 20 minutes arguing. So I'll give you another scenario now. So it's just one car coming each way. But we'll say car number one, is on the the embankment side and car number two is on the cliff side. You've met each other on a on a one-way track. Someone's someone's gonna to have to back up to a point where they can move out the way enough to accommodate getting round each other. It's gonna be a mutual agreement. And I sort of I'll sort of go if I come to that scenario, I'll go, hey mate, like I noticed. You know, about two k's back there was a little bit of a a nook I could get into. Like if you if you recall anything like that up your way, I'll back back and you can come round me. That sort of thing. Um, yep. I feel the car against the bank should pull into the bank as hard as they can, and then the car yep. that's still moving, the car that's still moving, it is then their choice as to how far to the cliff they want to get, and they go, Nah, look, I can't. I can't get over enough to be able to not touch your car and not put my wheels over the cliff. So we're going to have to rearrange this scenario. Like, how would you how would you play that one out, boys?
1: Yeah, it's definitely Just... the bank. If you're on that bank side, me, I bury the car into that bank uh, to for so they can get past. Absolutely, I've done that a fair few times uh, to do that so they can pass a little bit easier.
2: Yep, and then you in the bank. You stay still. Like, I mean, some people think you're better off to get the car on the cliff to just pull as far over as they're comfortable. And then you being safe against the bank and between them, you do the moving then and you've got less chance of slipping sideways and, and falling down the cliff. But I've, I have I think when you're in that, in the drain, in the spoon drain and against the bank, you you know tend to ride the bank a bit and tip your car into their car, that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. So you can do the whole climb the bank. So you're basically, you're getting further and further off the track to make that easier yep. for that person to go around. And usually when you do that, uh, when you go into the bank and then start climbing up it as well too, there's usually ample amount of room, even on some of the tightest tracks for that person to get cro- get across. Yep. Yeah. So uh, on that one, I'm going to make this complicated as well, too. If there's elevation, going up and down hills, steep hills.
2: Uh, Righto. I believe the car coming down has right of way. Because it's a lot harder. Once you're moving, it's a lot harder to stop. Um, you know, if you're, if you're coming up a hill and you see a car coming down, you should come to a stop. This is just my opinion. You should come to a stop immediately, um, preferably on a washout or something like that. Get yourself to the side and just stop. And then the car coming down, will say, all right, he's stopped. I'm right to keep coming. As I'm, I'm not sure. like I'm thinking relatively really steep. You're using that, the low range first gear to slow the car down. You want to come to a stop, you need to put your foot on the clutch and then put your foot on the brakes. As soon as you put your foot on the clutch, you lose that low range first gear slow moving down the hill and you begin to roll, free roll. And then by applying the brakes, possibly lock the wheels up, start sliding, and then you're out of control. And now you're a fucking freight train coming down the hill.
1: Good arguments for. I've got I've got an opposite one that uh, to stop and then keep going to go up the hill. Uphill has right of way, so they can continue going because starting they've already got moment. Go, they've already got moment. Yeah, starting is a lot harder. Going downhill from stop to get going, yeah. all they have got to do is let go of everything and they'll start rolling.
2: Yeah, I feel you. And there is, I mean, that's it's a valid argument, and it, it comes to where you are in position on the track. When, you, when you've met each other, how far have you
1: come up? How far and how many people in down? that up and, hill, up and downhill convoy as well too? Because if exactly. there's heaps of people coming down or heaps of people coming up, the bigger convoy gets the right of way, in my opinion. Doesn't matter where it's up down, it's the bigger convoy it always trumps that. Yeah,
2: I've normally, I've normally found, and especially because I do a lot of travelling on on bikes, and a, a bike you don't get in the way. You don't get you're coming up or down a bike, we'll, we'll get round no matter where you are. Um, the only issue I've ever had with on bikes is winch cables across the track, and you sort of you come down a hill and there's bikes winching up a hill. So you come to a stop, and you're like, right, boys, you know, finish, finish that pull, and when you unhook, we'll all, you know, four or five bikes will scoot round you, and we'll be out of your head. Um, it's it's definitely going to be scenario specific, yeah. How far have you travelled? I've normally running into large groups. There's only one or two that are on the technical obstacle at a time and the rest of them have parked to the side and they're out with their their phones getting videos or you know, scoping out the lines and that sort of thing. So the majority of them aren't even in their cars and they're happy for you to just, oh yeah, there's enough room, you'll get past this, through you go, and they'll wave you on through. Here's yep. one that you that might, might not have, have thought bikes. about. One that you might not have thought
0: about with that up and down one that you said, Tom. Normally when me and my mates all go full driving and stuff, and we've got a steep hill climb or a steep descent. We go one at a time to make sure that if for some reason he does have to stop, you don't run up his house, or if he has to take off while he's stopped halfway up, he doesn't roll back and hit you. So maybe if there was a car coming up and you were coming down, there you would say, Hey, we've got 10 cars still at the top, uh, we've got six cars down here. 10 cars come down from the top, the six cars move over, easy passage. Because usually at the bottom of them, there's a lot bigger of a space for the cars to pass. So then once those two cars sort out their thing, then they just let the other cars come past and then they go up. It's all communication with your CB radio and stuff like that as well.
2: It is communication between the first two cars. And with that, yeah. what you just said about one, one person on the obstacle at a time. Um, going uphill, we try to leave two washouts. So the first car will take off, the second car doesn't leave until the first car clears the second washout, and then away you go. And like because some of the some of the hills in the high country they go for kilometers. like if you are yeah. you're gonna wait for the time that you got from the bottom to the top, you'd be sitting around waiting all day long. So going up, we we try to leave two washouts, and going down we is minimum one. so i'll I'll start descending a hill. You'll stop at the top, and then once I roll over that first washout and I continue down, now you're clear to come roll and you'll come to a stop at that washout. And then as, as you crest the washout you look down the hill and you'll see that I've now crested the next washout and I'm continuing down, so you'll continue rolling after me. Whereas if you get to that washout and I've, I've now stopped, I'm cockeyed sideways on the track, that sort of thing, you don't come over that washout. And I've got a a story time for you about this one.
1: Yeah, that's one of my big um, hates.
2: Is people right up your ass going down hills and stuff like that.
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
2: So uh, here's a story time for you. This goes back to the old VC pile-up days. Story time. Um, A mate in a little, it wasn't a gymney, it was an early one, Sierra, Suzuki Sierra, he went down a real slippery, snotty hill first. And I, done the, I, I rolled to the first washout as he, he'd gone over and, and down he went. And then on his on his way to the next washout, he spun sideways. So I grabbed the radio and going, well, stop, boys. Just hang up at the top there. He's gone sideways. And I got a call on the radio going, too late, man. We're coming. I looked in the mirror and there was a mate in a GQ shorty. He was already coming. He couldn't stop. He was sliding. The only place he was going to stop is where I was sitting. So I was like, do I go, do I not? I'm like, nah. I moved as far forward as I could until I was going to be off the other side of the washout. Got on the radio, said to the mate in the Sierra, I'm like, hurry up and move, man. I I think I'm coming. And then I got a douche straight up the arse end. That pushed me off the washout and down I come. Now he's on a 90 degree angle and I'm sliding down the hill towards him. My only option was to put the car off the track. It was either I go straight down into the passenger door of my mate's car or I put my car off the edge. And we spent, I reckon it was four or five hours, turning my car around and then pulling it back up onto the track. All because that split-second decision to start heading down the hill before it was you know, safe to do so.
1: Yep. Yeah, that had irked me. That had really, really irked me.
2: Yeah, and I mean, if if the Suzuki hadn't have spun round and he just come to a stop and was like, oh, I don't know, it's pretty slippery, I don't want to go any further, I could have said to him, fuck, man, you've got to go because I'm coming. He could have gone one more, but the fact that he was ninety degrees sideways on the track, he had nowhere to go. He, he couldn't go backwards, he couldn't go forwards. He was he was stuck. Yep.
0: That's when it all comes back to early communication, talking about pre-track sort of like what's going to happen. I'm going to go. You guys are going to wait. We're going to tell you when you guys can go and stuff like that.
2: Yep. Do you boys run a corner man system? Say again, Andy. Do you run a corner man system? So like if if you've got a big crew, how do you make it so that people don't get left behind and everyone knows to turn left, turn right, that sort of thing.
1: Yep. So mine is you're at a corner or, or a crossroads. You wait in the direction of where you're going to go and then you look in your rear view to the next one. And once they come up behind you, you go and they have to wait where you were so they can let people know, basically like breadcrumbs, to let people know which track to take. So you can go on and it also helps out, stagger out the convoy as well.
2: Yeah, that's what we run as the corner, the, you know, call it the corner man system. Yeah. Um, another, another way we have of doing it is there's a lead car and a tail end, Charlie, who is the last car. Both of them know where we're going and both of them know what we're getting into. Everybody in between can be beginners, can be, you know, experienced up to wazoo, doesn't make a difference. The lead car will stop at the at the corner and wind the window down and say to the second car, I need you to park there. Tell everyone to go this way. That second car will not move until tail end Charlie gets there and says, righto, mate, off you go. And this works in a group of 10, 20, 30, 40. And it's a good way to, because if you're in a big group, you sort of only tend to talk to and, and have a joke with, the car in front of you and the car behind you. So it's a good way to keep the cars rotating through the through the field. And you know, you might have other mates that are maybe they've got your beer in their fridge or you know, something else. Maybe you've got a couple of kids and the kids want to swap seats and stuff like that. So as they come through and you go, Right a man, going that way, just uh pull up, let me get a couple of beers out of the fridge. Or, you know, the kids want to jump in with you. or our passengers are going to swap seats or whatever. It's a good way to keep mixing it up. The field keeps moving, you get to your destination, everyone gets to have a chin wag and a bit of banter. So that's our second second way we run a corner man system.
1: That is easily the my favourite to get that rotation happening. It does take uh, a decent leader and tail and Charlie to to, to execute that properly as well too. So... Um definitely my favourite, but it really does take a fair amount of leadership to execute that one as well too. So you've got to really, really yeah. trust the group.
2: Well, that's that's what we try to do with the club drives. You know, we're having a very experienced driver leading, a very experienced driver, <clears> Taylor <throat>, and Charlie. Um, and it is also good for maybe, you know, you might have a slow leaking tyre or you want to check something out. You know, if if you're having to stop at a corner for ten minutes every half an hour, you know, oh man, that that tire's starting to get flat. Oh, hang on, I've caught up to the lead car. Uh, next corner, I'm going to pull over. So the whole group doesn't have to stop while you pump up your tire, because now you have been told right, park there. You got ten, fifteen minutes before everyone else comes through. And especially in dry, dusty conditions, it is a ripper. In in wet conditions, you can tend to keep moving a lot quicker. So you run that first, just follow the lead car and make sure the car behind you makes the turn. But in, yeah, in dusty conditions, that's second man stops on the corner, waits for tail and Charlie. Uh, that's our go-to, boys. I like that. And never,
0: Yeah. Yeah, you go, Mar. Oh, I never really... Because normally my convoys that I go out in is like, most six to seven cars so as you said Andy with like 40 cars that you're going out with that would probably be the best sort of system to work with it but the, I never even thought of that sort of way of doing it I always used to we always use the CB radio and UHF and stuff just talking to each other saying hey in two k's we're turning left at this road or this big tree in the middle of the road um, everyone turn left here stuff like that and then if something gets lost then we all stop and we just wait for them to come around the last couple of corners and then we're all back together and then we keep going. But that's another really good way to do it. I might have to talk to some of the boys and we might start doing that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's, like I said, when you start going out with bigger groups, um, sometimes we've been that far apart and, you know, you've gone up and down, you know, so many hills. and Charlie... You know comes at the corner and, and whoever's been there is you've got a, a serious problem so he gets on the radio and goes hey guys you know such and such is, is pulled over we just stop for a bit the lead car won't hear that and then it, it's mm-hmm. going to be relayed through the convoy hey guys did you get a copy Taylor and Charlie stopped at that last corner and it'll go you know Taylor and Charlie's talking about car 40 car 30 hears it he replies it car 20 hears it he replies it car 10 hears it he replies it the lead car hears it and he goes, right, everyone, we'll pull over. This is where we'll do lunch. And yep. depending on this, where communication is key, I'm very big on do not ever turn around and go back unless it is like the last resort. Because if you go, all right, well, everyone stop here. I'll turn around and head back because I don't have radio comms. Let's you know go back and sort them out. Those boys fix their shit and they're like, fuck, we've got to catch up. Come on, go, go. We've got, we're in a hurry now. That's when you have a head-on collision with your best mate, and it's um, yeah, your communication is key, mate. absolute key. That's very true. I didn't even yeah. think of that either.
1: I like that. Yeah, and that moves on to the last little one we wanted to talk about because we've been talking about communication, CB etiquette, especially in large convoys that we're like we've been talking.
2: Oh, my pet pet peeve. With CBs, see, I'm actually, I'm, I'll carry a couple of handhelds because when you get out of the car and you're, you're spotting someone or doing a recovery and, and communicating from out of the car, handheld radio is absolute tits. Um, if you want to have a, a banter with the boys and talk shit, change to a different channel because there's nothing worse than being the lead car and someone's, you know, Talking about that time that we went to Fraser, and I oh, remember we done this, and John was up all night drinking piss, and you know, And he's been on the mic for five minutes, and you, as the lead car, are trying to get information back through the line. You can't get a word in because old mate's given his life story on the air.
1: Yeah, I've got a big one to resolve that, Andy. It's the I like to call the Mullet Radio version. So the mullet radio version, you pick basically a channel and yep. the next channel across from that is party in the front or business in the front, party in the back. So the first channel you choose, that's the business channel. That's where all the communication gets done. The next channel along is the party channel. So that's the uh, the whips and the coils and the yews on that one. Uh, but the, I love uh, it, mate. the mullet, commu- mullet radio,
2: Mullet radio, yeah. I'm stealing that one for sure. Yeah, the reasons, radio. there's no a And part in the boat. Whatever channel you choose, I, so let's say we're at overall on channel 20, if you want to talk shit, go to channel 21. Yep. Yep. That's that's absolutely ripper. And then like myself, where I have two radios in the car, I could have one on channel 20 and one on channel 21 and keep an ear on what's going on all round.
1: If you get people that can't, Go back and forth quicker, and they've only got one radio. It's really easy to go back and forth on one channel. Um, obviously, the serious people that are out there usually they run two
2: radios. Like, that's what I do. Um, I'm running two radios. I like to have just... one on scan. So I'll, I'll put a handheld on scan, and I'll have the car radio on the channel we're we're talking. And then it's not until I've got to get out that I'll turn the handheld off scan, and then then use it on the on the car radio channel that we've chosen. Because I mean, Oh, and, and it's even good to um you hear people coming and you just get on their channel and say, Hey boys, you know, where are you coming? And they go, Oh, we're we're on our way up, Billy goats." And you go, All right, well, we're on our way down. Like, have, have you boys got to the pad yet? And they're like, Oh no, we're just you know, about you know, five minutes off from the heli pad and You go, Oh, well we're we're just getting to the heli pad now, we'll pull over and make room for you boys to shoot on through. And again, comes with that communication. Everyone's out of the way. They don't have to stop. Wave to them. Have a good day, boys. See you later. Everyone's out there having a good time.
1: I absolutely love that. We've got about nine minutes left, but we'll keep going. Absolutely, yeah. So, like, like having that little small handheld, just in the close vicinity of, like, I don't know if you, you pick up that stuff that's coming through as well, too. And obviously, you've got your standard that you got. That's got the long it range really to communicate yeah. with the rest of the convoy.
0: Yeah. Um, What's your opinion on full drive convoys or using like the trucky channel and stuff like that?
2: Like channel 40.
0: Yeah. Do you think that full drivers and stuff should be on the trucky channel and stuff or?
2: I don't, it doesn't really matter out in the forest cause you're not, And it's actually good to be on Channel 40 out in the high country in case there's log trucks coming through. Because I don't know if you have ever heard a a truck calling out the mile markers.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think I have, but yeah.
2: So out in the high country, when you leave an, an intersection, there'll be mile markers and it might start counting down. It might start counting up. So we'll go up. For this stake you leave the intersection 1k up the road, you'll see a sign a number one on the side of the road. 2k's up the road, you'll see a number two. Continues three, four, five, six. If we can all count, if you're coming back down, it'll start at 60, 59, 58, 57. Any good truckie will call that on the radio mile marker 30, mile marker 31, mile marker 32. So when you're coming down the hill and you're at 35, and you hear him call 32, and then you go past 34, and you hear him call 33, what do you think's coming around the corner? they yeah, big log truck. You know. So you yeah. pull your ass to the side, and even get on channel. So hey, mate, I'm at mile marker 34. I've just pulled off to the side for you. I'll see you in a minute. And he'll go scooting through. He'll give you, two, give you a wave. Happy as a pig in shit. I love that. Yeah,
0: true. I do, I'm really, I've never even thought about that sort of stuff, like how they do their, all their markets saying where they actually are and stuff. But,
2: um. yeah, And know, you don't always... you know, mind not saying anything. They'll just, they'll just call out a number. And you, like I said, you've got that radio on scan and you'll hear someone go 33 on just over the air. And you're like, what the fuck was that? Have a look. Your radio will normally hold the channel that it catches it on. Chances are to be on channel 40. because That's what most log trucks will use. What the fuck? So just click. oh, let's say on channel forty, and then you'll hear him count another number. Hear him count another number. He might be heading away from you. You might be catching up to him, and then there's a chance to get on the radio and go, "Hey, mate, I'm catching up to you. You know, you've just passed thirty-three. I'm, I'm coming up to thirty-three now. Any chance I could get round you? I'm, you know, I'm travelling light. I'm moving pretty quick. If you're nice on the radio, mm-hmm. man, chance i he'd tell you to fuck yourself, actually. But who knows? He might pull over and let mm-hmm. Yep. Very true.
1: There's, there's only oh, one way, log to ask, and own. if
2: you're nice about it, okay. yeah, that's it. Them log trucks can move around them hills, man. Like I've I've met them on bikes a few times, and they they ain't messing around.
1: No, they don't. They don't play. They don't play at all. Yeah. So, my favorite channel, definitely twenty six. Oh, <laughs> Uh, that's the one you can find me on. That's that's the one I like to always coordinate. Everyone every time someone says something, yep, what do you want? We're on twenty six. Yep, sorted. Feel like that's like a high country channel.
2: Yeah, I'll go I go sixteen. I don't know why. Just it uh, just tends to be the channel we, we use. Unless someone else has already got, you know, you might get two blokes that have driven out to meet ya and, and they're on channel twenty one. And you get there, you know, everyone meets, you shake hands, you let your ties down, right boys let's go. And someone goes, oh, what channel? Someone yells out Channel 21. Well, that's that's it. I'm, I'm not going to argue about what radio channel we're on. doesn't matter. So long as we're all on the same page.
1: Yep, I like it. And I'm pretty sure that is time. We've got about a few minutes each to wrap up. Marley, you want to wrap us up?
0: Yes, yeah, sweetos. Um... Yeah, so Marley Grubby signing out. Um, if you need a, if you want to follow me, I'm on TikTok at Marley Grubby, Instagram at Marley Grubby, um, YouTube. I've got it up and running. I haven't posted any videos yet. If you guys want to be some of the first subscribers, it's Marley Grubby as well. And yeah, fingers crossed. I hit my 50k subscriber on TikTok, and then I'll be posting hopefully weekly or fortnightly videos on YouTube for you guys doing. Rig, rig rundowns with some of my mates, um, random little camping tips, uh, just stuff like what I do on a weekend, like how I went to the full driving expo, um, camping trips, all that sort of stuff. Um, hopefully building Ruby, doing maintenance sort of things. So, if you want to see any of that with a little bit of Marley Grubby flair, yeah, go hit it up.
2: Uh, good stuff. Looking forward to all your content, mate. Uh, man. Oh, Uh, Andrew from All Access Off-Road. Thank you very much for tuning into Off-Road On Air. You can find anything that I'm doing uh, at All Access Off-Road on Insta, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. They're all the same. Thank you very much, boys.
1: And I am Thomas Freeman. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. And I am absolutely loving how... TikTok and YouTube have come along for me as well, too. I'm climbing on the subs on the old uh, YouTube. I'm now doing weekly videos, uh, which I'm smashing through as well, too. Um, Nice. And just just trying to have as much fun as well I can. Stirring the pot on TikTok and making decent stuff on Insta. I mean, on on YouTube. (laughs) seems to be my style these days. (laughs) Stirring the pot. Stirring the pot. Oh, there's, there's, it, well, I'm defending my boys um, out there. There's a fair few independent creators that are having a hard time and I'll always defend them, um, say, for the bigger content creators that uh, probably need to uh, mind their P's and Q's. Well,
2: you taking taken down a few pegs, mate. I'll just leave it at That's that. That's it, mate. <laughs> the um, content creating is a lot easier now than it was 10 years ago. Yep. All right, man.
1: Well, thank you very much, guys. Uh, Hit us up on all of the uh, off-road on air, all access off-road, Marley Grubby, Thomas Freeman, everything here. We've got socials galore. um, And obviously, this is the Off-Road on Air podcast. You can find us on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want us anywhere else, just let us know. We'll post it there as well. Thank you very much, guys. We'll see you in the next video. You. Cheers, guys. See ya.
2: Take it easy, boys.